This is Chris Hughes with the Christian Perspective Podcast with Chris Hughes, where we encourage our listeners to engage the culture with Jesus Christ. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. So enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours, a time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. We're talking um, this week about prepping for boot camp, and we'll get into the topic a little bit uh down the road but just uh wanted to open the show and let you know we're in an entrenched barricade protected we're talking to one another talking talking yeah <laughs> did i talk yeah you sit behind this mic you say all kinds of stuff but no we're uh we're glad to have you with us we are getting ready for boot camp we've been talking a little bit about just uh talking with the god when we're at boot camp but I'll let Sam set that up a little bit more. Um, like I said earlier on the other show, Robbie submitted the topic and conveniently went out of town. So uh, we're uh, trying to mop up for him now. Yeah, I think you were just trying to say we're talking it up. I'm talking that's it maybe up. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. 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 We're talking about God. Yeah. So we're talking it up about God. God probably no. does talk in three syllable words when it's two. He could, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, that's true. As long as you no, don't do seven syllables. <laughs> we're talking about the uh, you know, covenant of silence times primarily, although God can speak whenever God chooses to speak and, and does. But he, at boot camp, he tends to utilize the covenant of silence times and the times that he's kind of come after our heart and the stories that we share of the words that he shared with us. And, and that's kind of what we're talking through today. Yeah, I think the biggest thing from – I mean, there's so much that happens, the community – the talks and how God touches our hearts. But when it's all said and done, the the communication and the connection with God is really what they're, we're there for. You know, that is the purpose. And to hear him talk and and to, and just to be in a position to where you got somebody who believes that um, people, like-minded people around you that believe you can hear from God and can assist in that. So hopefully hopefully we put position you in that. It's God that talks. We're just trying to give you an avenue to hear him. And so, Jim, why don't you set up the the first clip? Uh, This clip is from a movie called Conversations with God, and it is a uh, injured psychologically, not physically, fellow that came back from war episode that's sort of losing his faith, and he gets an invitation from God to interview him, and he doesn't believe it, but this is their first get-together and this is a reporter talking to God. How old are you? Time is different for me than it is for you. I exist outside of time. After all, I created time. Right. Where do you come from? Well, I think this interview would be more productive if we don't waste time on questions to which you already know the answer. Okay, moving on. Well, I'm not being different. I just think you, of all people, should know why my answers might be confusing. If the, uh, if the nature of God were obvious, well, look at the world around you. You will see that it is not. So we struggle here on Earth to know you, but I assume you know all the questions and all the answers? Hmm, of course. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? 
But then you know the answer to that question, too. Yes. But a divine perspective is not required. You try to see this from my point of view. This is this is not an easy process. No, I get it. Knowing all the questions and all the answers must make human conversation kind of difficult. Well, no one likes to know it all. Right. Uh, you said, you of all people, a few moments ago, you said, you of all people should know why my answers might be a little confusing. What do you mean by that? Why me of all people? Well, you have a degree in religious studies and a degree in journalism from Loyola University, where you graduated the top of your class. You started working at the Herald in their online division right out of college, where you write about matters of faith and theology. So you memorized my online bio. And, and I also know about your marriage. Excuse me? I know about your marriage. Oh. You had me going for a second. I did, didn't I? You're waiting for me to ask. Uh, ask what? For proof. Uh, proof that you are who you say you are. Yeah, proof. Well, uh, tell me, uh, when you pray, do you uh, ask for proof uh, that God is listening? No, of course not. Then this is your lucky day. How so? I'm here answering your question. The banter between him and God appeals to me because it, you know, I I often have tried to have those kind of conversations with God, and every once in a while they're entertained. But it is usually he's speaking to me when I'm not expecting it. One of the wonderful things about the covenants of silence is that's when I'm going out seeking him to hear from him. And most often when I do that, it's reading the Bible, but I've had some unique experiences with the covenants of silence. One I shared a couple weeks ago, and that was in it, literally in a closet at the boot camp in Colorado when God pointed out to me in a very short comment of saying, why are you angry with us? that I was struggling with the death of my father from six years earlier. And I I immediately knew that was God, and it was out of left field, because if you'd asked me, I would have said, I'm not angry with God. But that was a a relieving experience. The ones that have been more common is when we've had the, the new name. Mm-hmm. And my first new name, it was sort of like Robbie's experience. You know, I said, "Oh, come on, God! I've been called that mm-hmm. most of, or much of my life, and that was Gentle Giant." So I pushed it away initially, and then we talked about it, and it did sit home with me. And I actually still have a lot of a few people know it, but I guess everybody knows it now. It's on the radio, but it's, it's one that I am still called fairly commonly and I'm comfortable with that and I had one that that one I sort of expected because it was something I'd heard but the most recent well not the most recent but one of the more recent ones like I said he talks to me then I wasn't looking for an answer I was outside and it was pretty chilly this was one of our late fall ones and I was ready to go hit the rack because it was the last Mm -hmm. talk of the night and I love astronomy and I was looking at different things and identifying them and I was mainly going with constellations and then I looked at the moon and I just in my brain and again hadn't heard anything from God I said I guess that's waxing gibbous 
And immediately God said, that's it. And again, I kind of, no, that's not it. But I had been struggling at that time with getting older and feeling less useful in life. And I finally did a little, okay, I'm going to look it up. If that's waning gibbous, I know that's all in my head. But if it's waxing, that did sound like God. And it was, and that had a, an impact on my life. And he only speaks to us not when we're necessarily wanting him to speak to us. He will when we need it, and that's been my experience. Cool. Did that take up the whole show? I've, I've, <laughs> I've never heard anybody get any, get a name like that before, but you know, that's awesome. But I, I think you sure we, it huh? You sure it wasn't waxing on? <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure that wasn't it. Well, well, yeah, that, More of a waxing off kind of thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the Robbie's, Rodney's clip here in a second. <laughs> but, no, I think that's, that's cool, though, because we talked about this earlier about how God speaks to us uniquely. And Jim, being the dic- a dictionary and encyclopedia reader that he is, it's very appropriate for him to get that. If I would have gotten that, I would have said, no, that's probably from the enemy. Because <laughs> I don't know what it is, and I don't know how it relates. But, I mean, it's just it's just God being God. I think we all are unique. He speaks to us individually. He knew he knows how he, how he created us, and he knows how the, you know, the creation is going to receive certain words. He knows your conscience. He created it. <clears throat> so he knows how to come in and make sure he provokes something yeah. in you that is unique from him right yep so ready? since we're uh talking about waxing on we'll let you set up your clip uh, yeah because it's, it's karate kid so everybody knows wax on wax off <laughs> sand to floor sand to floor um i was went to bed last night still hadn't figured out okay lord how do we talk how what, what clip should i do and it, you know that's it's just a perfect example of you know talking to god for me how it kind of normally happens it's just a conversational kind of thing where i'm just like i'm praying and kind of just talking out loud and trying to get my thoughts together and no knowing nowhere where i'm going to go i'm like i have nothing for this show i really don't know how you and i communicate lord i you know he's like well think about it and i'm like okay well we just like oh like we are right now just kind of talking just kind of thinking through things and he often this helps me to clarify things that need to be clarified and instead of you know being authoritative or having anything specific it's just kind of a intimacy but then he starts to remind me well what about all those times when you had no idea about what you were what we were doing and then later on you're like oh I learned years later or months later or days later or something that was before that oh I can remember back to something that I was thinking and we were I was working through and now I'm getting answers later on so it's with God it's kind of like for me it's in hindsight I don't always know it at the time but then later on I can see his working small things he does for me is just reminds me of things during the day that i'm just like i'm lost i don't know what i'm thinking about or he'll put somebody on my heart and i'm like oh yes i need to pray things like that that i just really give a lot of thanks for because it's like oh thank you lord for all those small things but the karate kid clip 
is where Miyagi has been having Danielson do all the chores and Danielson thinks, okay, I'm wasting my time here. I'm cutting out. I'm done doing all your all your work. And so Miyagi has to stop him and tell him, no, you really are learning some things. So he goes through, you'll hear a bunch of yelling. What he's doing is he's teaching him that all these moves that I've done with your hands and stuff are now muscle memory for you to be able to defend yourself. And he, he'll go through that kind of at the end of the clip. But you first you get Danielson rejecting him and then when he walks away after this, he's like walking away, doing things with his hands. Like, oh man, I've, I've learned something. I, I've actually know some karate without ever even being taught karate in his mind. Hey, hey, how come you didn't tell me you were going fishing? You're not here when I go. Well, maybe I would have wanted to go. You ever think of that? You karate training. I'm what? I'm being you slave is what I'm being, man. Now we made a deal here. So? So? So you're supposed to teach and I'm supposed to learn, remember? For four days, I've been busting my ass. I haven't learned a thing. Uh, you learned plenty. I learned plenty. I learned how to sand your decks, maybe. I wax your car, paint your house, paint your fence. I learned plenty, right? Uh, not everything is as simple. Oh, I'm going home, man. Daniel-san. Daniel-san. Sand the floor. How did you do that? Shut up. Sand the floor. Sand the floor. Sand the floor. Big sucker. Sand the floor. Sand the floor. Now show me wax on, wax off. Aye. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Hey, wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Concentrate. Look at my eye. Lock a hand. Thumb inside. Wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Wax on, hat. Wax off, hat. Wax on, wax off. Show me paint the fence. Up, down. Up, down. Up, down. Other side, look eye. Always look eye. Show me paint the house. Side, side. Lock wrist. Side, side. Side, side. Show me wax on, wax off. Yes! 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 Show me paint the fence. Yes! 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 Show me side to side. Yes! 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 On me sand the floor. Hot! And a part of that, always look I. Always look at me. Always keep your eyes on Jesus. Right, Peter? That's what we need to do, or we're gonna fall in the water. So I've been reading Second Corinthians recently, and so this just kind of popped out when I was thinking about this clip and how he get, talks to me. And I was like, "Oh, I went back and found it." So it was Second Corinthians four and sixteen through eighteen. Therefore, we do not lose heart, but through the our outer man is decay. Though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being removed day by day. For momentarily, light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond comparison. While we look at things which are seen, but at the thing, but at the thing we look not at the things that are seen, but but at the things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Things like that just help me to perspective things with God, because if I don't. I'm thinking here now today, I want it now. Mm. 
and I'm, I'm in the world, and I've got to get out of the world to get into eternality. And when I can do that, things are much better that, okay, I'm not going to get everything I want and need today. I love this clip, just has, has so many different things where even like there, like, so every once in a while, you got to get like when he goes, show. And it's like, okay, God will scream at me every once in a while to get my attention with things, right? It's like, it will happen because I need it. I need to be shaken up. And just going through everything with him, you know, focusing on Jesus, because it's so hard to be obedient and faithful and trusting when the reward is coming Mm. and it's far off and you can't see it. You know, and and that's where he said the other night, he's like, that's why they call it faith, Rodney. Mm. You know, stuff like that. It's like, yeah, we're too used to microwaves and remote controls. Very much so. And it's just, it's just great to be able to sit back and let things work out in his eternal mind instead of mine. That, uh, what's cool is while Jim's coming on, that was my daily reading today. I'm in Second Corinthians too. That's cool. Well, one of the things you said about time hit me, and uh, I heard this once, and it really helps me get more of an eternal perspective versus the temporal, where we're looking at the big picture instead of the little picture, and it was a cute little saying but i repeat it often and often see people have the light bulb go on it's when we get to eternity we're going to look back on our lifetime doesn't matter whether it was 10 years or 100 years it's going to be like one bad night in a cheap motel and if we can remember that this is the beginning of our lives and our lives are going to go on eternally then a lot of the little stuff that gets at us in life is going to go away. And God does Mm -hmm. want to be silent at times so we can show our faith. Mm -hmm. So when you're not hearing from him, it's not the time to freak out. It's the time that he's trusting you to go forward with what he last told you. Yeah. I think there's a saying that you can can have a relationship with God or you can understand what's going on, but you can't have both. Another way to put it is, and this comes from the Wild at Heart team, that they say this quite often, some European philosopher basically that said we have to live life forward but understand it backward, and I think that's what you were talking about, is, but that, even in that, I mean, whenever you talk about people hearing from God, you know, we talk about Elijah in the in the cave or whatever, and the, 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 the storm came by and the wind blowing and all, but God came in a still small voice, and sometimes... With all the noise in this world, it's hard to trust that voice. But as you follow that voice and you hear it more and more, it leads you down to the, then you can look back and say, yeah, I was following the right voice. And, it, and it's tough sometimes to remember that God does speak our language. Uh, what yep. you were kind of talking about, Rodney, is that he does speak to me and I understand. Mm-hmm. And that clip reminded me of a story. I took karate when I was like 12. <laughs> it was a six-week class. And in my mind, after six weeks, I was going to take Bruce Lee's place. I was going to be <laughs> that good. And when it didn't happen, it was so disappointing. And But, you know, that is the, the mentality, the discipline of mm-hmm. working through something. And, and very rarely does anything worth having, especially spiritually, come without discipline 
and and heartache at times. Absolutely. Because I don't understand what's going on, and this should have happened two days ago. James talks about the trying of our faith, and, you know, that does show. There's a lot of people, if they don't get what they want, they move on. Well, and that's not what God's about necessarily. You can't be more than an overcomer if you never overcome. Exactly, anything, so. exactly, exactly. Uh, a, a scripture that I looked up when we were talking about this, and I've read this a lot, and I just saw something in it tonight that I thought was clear. Cool, John ten twenty seven. My sheep hear my voice. We know that part, and I know them, and they follow me. I know them. as something I didn't really pick up on. I know them how to speak to them. That's what we were talking about earlier. He knows how to communicate with us as individuals. Yeah. I thought that was cool. And like with the sheep, who are pretty dumb animals, <laughs> one of the things that I've all, when I know I've heard from God, is when I've heard the same thing, thing three or four or five mm-hmm. times. Yeah. If it's he in the it. because yep. he will keep repeating it until I get it. Yep, for sure. <laughs> but uh, we do sometimes make assumptions that, okay, I prayed about that. God didn't answer me, so yep, he's not listening. Sam, you got anything on that? No. <laughs> Bueller. <laughs> I had you on mute because uh, I did want to interrupt as you guys were talking. I afraid I would talk right. or say something I pulled you know, it, whatever I, under my breath. I pulled a uh, same main on that there. Then I guess surprise attack, you did. right? You did, but, but don't you have another clip? I do. I do. I'm getting ready to get to it. Just wanted to make sure you didn't have anything on that. But uh, my clip comes from um, Braveheart, and I'm going to try to do this without telling you the whole clip because I'm bad about giving too much information. Rodney gave you a run for your money on that tonight, though. Well, he did good, I think. So, thanks, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. But uh, I used Braveheart last week. Braveheart, to me, is, you know, it is the boot camp movie. If, if there was one to, to distill boot camp, it was. So it is uh, Braveheart. But this is on the sun. Uh, on, really, the focus is on the son. The, the son loses his dad in battle. He has this uncle that's kind of a eerie, weird kind of guy coming in to kind of take him, uh, take him with him and, and be his guardian. But there's something that really important happens. He, uh, William has a dream. William Wallace in Braveheart has a dream, and his father says something to that dream, and it kind of is the essence of his life after that. So I'm going to play it and talk about it when we come back. We'll stay here tonight. Tomorrow, you'll come home with me. I don't want to leave. You didn't want your father to die either, did you? But it happened. Did the priest give a poetic benediction? The Lord bless thee and keep thee. It was in Latin. You don't speak Latin? Well, that's something we shall have to remedy, isn't it? The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord cause his light to shine on thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Your heart is free. Have the courage to follow it. Doing? Saying goodbye in their own way. Playing outlawed tunes on outlawed pipes. So that clip to me, <clears throat> it took me a while, a few boot camps in. I, 
I think probably the the most dynamic time I heard got from God at a boot camp was when I got my new name. But out of that, I had an identity from that, and God had given it to me, and I sensed that it was the Father that had done that, had given me my name. And then I just really started feeling the impression of the Father coming after me and healing some wounds, you know, orphan spirit that God got from kind of my dad disappearing in a critical part of my life in my adolescence. And um, and we had a guy that uh, was part of the ministry that did an excellent talk on sonship, Todd Clark, and he and I'd always heard that, and just the accumulation of things, and part of the series of things you go through as you go through the this process of the masculine journey, I got to the point to where I really wanted to know the Father, and you know it was out of those boot camps. I don't know if there was a, a, a single thing that I heard at a boot camp. It was a comp. A compilation of I'd heard this message over and over but I really began to realize that I needed to lean into it and I sensed the father leading me into it and I've told about travels that I had where I just was like I felt like God the father and he and I went on an adventure together and there was some really cool times in that but there's so much stuff that I've learned from that um, that has allowed me to step in just like I get the counsel I would from an earthly father. I feel like I um, am really getting that from God himself. But it all goes back to hearing from him at a boot camp. Again, the talks are great. They set things up. But then it's those times out in the woods and then going forward after that. Yeah, it's nice sometimes when you're listening to a talk that there's a prompt in there, but yet you're on to the next thing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you got something in a note. And then you go out and you get to read over your notes a little bit as to what you took because what's nice sometimes is not just what they say but what it means to you. Yeah, sure. What you heard. And that's because yeah. there's if you look in everybody's notebook, they're going to have something a little bit different down for right. what happened. And I always love to have the scriptures down because then that's something that's a nice prompt. If you go out and read through the scriptures that were presented mm-hmm. and go back and look at them in full and get some context and go mm-hmm. before and after them, things yep. of that nature – God will use that. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're having that conversational intimacy again where you're talking with God and you're like, oh, this is where I'm right. supposed to go? Yeah. Oh, you you wanted to go one place. Jim says it perfectly in one of our little promos now. I wanted one thing, God wanted another, and he was right, you know, and he, that's where I should go. And it's, it's nice when you can have that and, and then you can share if you want to share with your brothers or hear what others are sharing from their time and it's really great time to commune with god awesome come hear from god come let him be your father come to our next boot camp it's march 31st through april 3rd we'd love to have you there go to masculinejourney.org one of the things that's been a true joy to me is having my sons go with me to boot camps and watching them get an understanding that I wished I would have had at their age. It took me several years and I'm still probably learning it a little bit as we go, but watching them get a good foothold into manhood and understanding what's important, what their role is, and how to stay away from the enemy. To receive healing and restoration in the way that you love on others. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. This is the Truth Network.